We are so excited that you're about to listen to the Cultivate OKC podcast. The podcast is a product of the Cultivate OKC Venture Accelerator. Our hope is that Oklahoma City will become famous for an atmosphere of flourishing. We believe in a courageous and connected movement of entrepreneurs leading redemptive ventures will play an outsized role in that story. Today's episode is a chapter in that story. Now let's jump in. Hello, and thank you for joining us today for another Cultivate OKC podcast. I am Tracy, and with me today, as always, is Miss Natanya Hernandez, soon to be Natanya Rinky. Rinky, <laughs> I got to practice that name. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have a hard time adjusting to that name. I know you're not, but yes. So, thank you for joining us, Natanya. Thank you. I appreciate you being on here. So Cultivate, we are all about creating a redemptive culture in the Oklahoma City metro. And we believe that entrepreneurs play an outsized role in that because entrepreneurs are the real breakers, right? They're the dreamer of dreams. They live outside the box. And we are all about coming together with founders who want to make a difference in their community and push beyond ethical business and move into that redemptive model in impacting their communities. And I'm so excited today to introduce you to Mr. Daniel Morris of Plains Real Estate. Um, Daniel is uh, the husband of one, husband of one, Molly, and he has three children, Elijah, Hazel, and Evelyn. Uh, Daniel is a world traveler. He's been to Africa and Russia, which those are very different extremes of places to visit. And he is a soccer enthusiast. He um, has played at many different levels and you continue to play, right? You're still playing, Daniel? Uh, on occasion, we kind of slowed down when COVID hit, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, that happens. That happens. Well, Daniel, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a little bit gloomy in Oklahoma today as we're recording this. So we hope wherever you are, it's not it's not gloomy. We needed the rain, though, right? That's right. We needed the rain. Awesome. So, Daniel, tell me something that made you smile this week. What brought you joy? Um, I would say this week it was two things. Both of my daughters had some different events, and they were kind of culmination events and some extracurricular activities they're involved in. And so watching both of their joy and getting to show off all the work they've done was uh, brought me a lot of joy this week. Nice. What was it? Was it a dance recital, school thing? Dance for our three-year-old and then gymnastics for our six-year-old. Nice. Nice. That's yes. so fun. It's fun to watch yeah. them do their thing, isn't it? It is very fun. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad that you're able to go to those things. Sometimes they schedule them at times that make it difficult. So I'm glad you're able to go. That's true. But you know, that's one of the joys of being in business for yourself, right? Hey, that's right. Entrepreneurs, <laughs> you can go anytime, anywhere, mostly, and you get to wear whatever you want. Because when you're an entrepreneur, you don't, nobody's the boss of you. That's true. Well, you, you do have, you just have a lot of bosses. You don't that's right. That's right. You do. You do. But I think the dress code is a lot more lax when you're an entrepreneur, which I appreciate. Uh, that's great. Agreed. <laughs> uh, Daniel, speaking of entrepreneur, what, um, tell us a little bit more about your venture, your secret sauce, what sets you apart with what you do? Um, so me and my partner have Plains Commercial Real Estate. Uh, we're a boutique commercial brokerage and management company. 
Um, so my partner and I both came out of CBRE, um, which is the largest commercial real estate services from the world. We were both there for a long time. He was there longer than I was. I was part of a, a merger um, a number of years ago that got bought by CBRE. Um, so we're small right now. Uh, there is a total of, uh, let's see, nine of us today. Um, we've been kind of consistently growing. We've been around for th- about three years. Um, so that's fun. We're still growing. We're still looking for growth in different areas. But I think what um, today what we would say sets us apart is, um, you know, because of the size of our firm and we're, we're at the moment very picky and choosy on what people we bring on. And so because of that, um, you know, we, we like to tell everyone, which is the truth, that every deal matters. Right. So because we're not uh, at a place where we've got a thousand brokers trying to do 10 million deals, right? Every deal matters to every broker that's here. Same thing on the management side, our management division is doing a lot for its size right now, but we don't have a lot of people there today. Um, Michelle Anderson, who runs that side is an expert and very good at what she does, but she, again, every assignment that she continues to pick up uh, is of really, really high value, right? Because of the size of our, our company. So I think that sets us apart today. Um, the other thing that really sets us apart is we really believe in kind of building long-term relationships with clients and building that trust and developing, uh, I guess, an acumen for what their needs are. Um, and so if we don't, and we're all very, very specialized in what we do. So we don't have anybody who I, w- I would say is like a generalist. Um, so we believe that that builds expertise and builds value. So if someone doesn't have a need and certainly a need that can be filled within the confines of our company, we like to be able to really be like strategic advisors, right. Who help people out through whatever situation they're going through, whether it's just growth or, you know, you've got a distressed situation or a broken bond portfolio or, you know, whatever, helping people navigate and, and being a resource, even if that means that we're not generating direct revenue through our company today. Right. So, and we believe that that mentality shows, um, which again is the truth, serves long-term desired value in the person we're dealing with rather than, than just the transaction that we can do with them. And we think over the long run, we will do transactions, even if in the short run, it, it means we're not. So um, anyway, so we, we really think that over the, over the long haul, which you know our goal is to not be in business for a couple of years, our goal is to be in business for 30 or 40 or longer. And so we believe over the long haul that'll, that builds relationships and builds trust. So those are the things we, we try to stand on today. Hmm. I, definitely relationship. Um, I think business needs to move more to that, to that being the key, to that being the foundation is that you are building those long-term relationships. And that's part of the redemptive mindset, right? Is that you're not using people, that you are investing in people, that you believe in people, that you value people, even if it's going to take years and years or may never come to fruition, you know, that somebody brings you profit, but that you're still investing in humans. So I, I, I love that you guys do that. I've heard you say, Daniel, that each one of your partners um, specializes, um, that they're an expert in each of their vertices. I think that also mm-hmm. makes you unique. Like you said, you don't have anybody that's general, but that you say, you know, this deal, I can't help you with this, but somebody in my office can do that. Can you speak to that a little bit more, how you guys kind of divide that up? 
Yeah, so right now we have um, on the brokerage side, we have people who specialize in office, industrial, retail, and then what I do personally is healthcare. And inside of healthcare, primarily that's nursing homes or skilled nursing and some assisted living. Um, so my business partner, Ryan Stower and Grant Huterberg, and they're in the process of bringing on a third, do all the retail here. So that's all they do. They do primarily tenant representation. Um, and they've got a humongous client list and that's why they're bringing on more people. They will. So their plan is to service kind of the, the full spectrum of primarily the retail leasing world. They do a little bit of investment sales, but it's primarily retail leasing and pad site sales or acquisitions for clients. Um, the guy that they're bringing on is to the hope over the long term is that he'll do more landlord representation. So even inside of the, like the, you know, quote unquote, retail leasing vertice, right? There's a tenant representation and a landlord representation specialty, right? So, so from that concept, just from the retail side, like that's what they do there. Again, they're still highly specialized. It's not to say that, you know, from time to time they do sell a shopping center or sell a Starbucks or whatever. Right. But most of what they do every day is that, and I can see over time, I'm not sure if Ryan would say this, but I can see over time them bringing on someone else to do those kinds of specialty sales. Right. So that that's all they do, right? So even inside of that vertical, their specialization um, guy here, Paul Stuckey, handles all of the office and he does both leasing and sales. Um, Paul's very, very good at what he does. Um, then we've got um, another guy who does industrial. Um, he's still trying to figure out if he's going to do the gamut of sales and leasing. But I would say today, most of what he's done is sales. And then what I do is primarily investment sales um, and probably... 70% or more of what we sell is nursing homes. Um, we do that all over the country. I'm the only one inside of our firm right now who works out outside of the state of Oklahoma. Um, and so we do that all over the country. We do do assisted living. This is not specifically by design, but what I have found is that over time, our current business model, most of the stuff we transact on is broken at some level, and there's a very wide spectrum to what broken means. So typically, what I found is that we're good at trying to walk through, in some form or fashion, a, a difficult situation um, with whomever the principals are involved. And that can be all the way from like broken bond portfolios to just like a mom and pop who needs to exit or retire or whatever, but their building isn't or their operations aren't humming as someone else might make them and a lot in between, right? So that's what, when we say specialty, that's what we do. Right. So like if, I mean, for example, we had somebody reach out uh, to the firm a couple of weeks ago who wanted to sell a multifamily deal. And I, I didn't get too far into the weeds on how big it was or all that sort of stuff. But right now we don't have anybody who's a multifamily specialist. Right. And we're looking for that. We, we hope to grow into that space. But so today it's, Hey, here's the little bit of knowledge we have on the space. And here are the three or four brokers, um, none of which work for us that we think are really good at what at that space and that, that geography where you are. We know all of them personally. Please feel free to pass on. If it's helpful, say we told you to call them, right? Um, so that's, that's what we mean, right? Like we'll pass on that in order to make sure that those parties are taken care of appropriately. But so today that, that's our specialty on the property management side. Um, Michelle's team does office industrial and retail is what they manage right now. Um, so those are the vertices that they do. There, there's a lot of crossover from an operational perspective uh, between those three different verticals. Um, 
right? And I'm not today, I'd have to ask Michelle, I'm not sure if she would want to transition in, into additional verticals, but right now that's what she's focused on. Well, I just think one, that you would send potential clients away because you know that you can't help them as well as somebody else did speaks to integrity, um, which is amazing. We loved seeing that in the workplace. And two, that um, it's kind of the good to great principle, right? That you focus on. Are you familiar with the hedgehog concept from the good to great book? And that you focus, it's focusing mm-hmm. on one thing. A hedgehog does one thing. Mm-hmm. If a predator's going to get him, he just rolls up in a ball and that's his his go-to move. And by having each one of your experts um, just focus on that one thing, then they're going to do that one thing with excellence. They're going to do it really well. And I just think that speaks to your whole concept of what you're doing and how Plains is so successful because you've, you've got a damn pat. Well, thank you. I think we're, we still all have a lot to learn, but, um, but yeah, we, we always say we want to be the master of one trade, not a jack of all trades. There you right. go. So same, same, same idea of the hedgehog concept. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Roll up in a ball, Daniel. Roll up in a ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We want to take a quick moment to thank our partners, Praxis Labs out of New York and Flourish OKC. Praxis is a creative engine for redemptive entrepreneurship supporting founders, funders, and innovators motivated by their faith to love their neighbors and to renew culture. Flourish OKC is a collection of experiences, storytelling, and educational exchanges that explore value they want to see cultivated in Oklahoma City, including education, restorative justice, and resettling refugees. Cultivate OKC would not exist without our amazing partners, and we thank them. Now let's jump back into the podcast. So real quick, tell me, and this is probably a much bigger question. You've been to Russia, you've been to Africa. What, other than geography, what would you say was a huge difference that you noticed there? Or did you? People the same? People different? Oh, uh, between Russia and Africa. Yeah, so massive cultural difference. Yes. Um, I would say that, so all my time in Africa was sub-Saharan Africa. Um, And generally speaking, there's a lot of crossover culturally. I mean, there's definitely some nuances country to country, but for the most part, there's, it's a very similar culture. Um, And yeah, (laughs) Russia is a a departure for for sure. No question. Um, I think Russia is the hardest place I have gotten to go to so far from a cultural perspective mm-hmm. um, to, f- for me to integrate. I wasn't in Russia for a long time, but um, it, it felt like a real challenge until you got outside of the, the bigger cities. Mm-hmm. Um, once you got into people's homes, people are super warm inside their cities uh, or inside their homes rather, but sometimes out and about it, it feels hard. Right. Mm-hmm. Um Africa or sub-Saharan Africa felt like the polar opposite of that. Of there was the uh, <laughs> people were overly friendly to the point that you, you, our eye was like, you need to back off. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Give, me, give me a couple inches. Yeah, um, but yeah, so so massively different. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. I spent some time in Africa, and my hair was really long at that point, and I had to wear it on top of my head because. Um, 
it was long and it was blonde and that was unique <laughs> out of the out of the oh, jungle yeah. of Africa. Um, so yeah, I can I can see both of those things. Uh, Russia, they've had a hard well, Africa's had a hard run of it too, but they just kind of embrace embrace life differently. So oh great, thanks for sharing that. So tell us a little bit, how has Cultivate been beneficial to you? Has been a part of the Venture Accelerator benefited Plains Commercial? Um, so I think that, you know, for us, we're in a different market kind of cycle in our business than a lot of the other groups that I'm going through it with, right? So we're not a startup um, at this point. We're not, you know, our business model is, well, at least the way we're doing it is not a, you know, a fundraise type model, right? So we're not in a mode where we're necessarily looking for capital and, and those sorts of things inside of the, the brokerage and management divisions. Um, so I think for me, it's probably been more, uh, kind of thinking through some concepts that we've, we talked about years ago, but haven't really addressed again. Right. So, you know, especially getting the good fortune to be at a fortune 100 company for a long time, there are lots of concepts from a business perspective that are not, um, revelatory new ideas to me, like, for example, having value propositions. Right. Um, but that stuff certainly gets pushed to the back burner, right? You think about it a little bit on the front end and then at least our focus has all gone to revenue and development, right? Um, for all of the obvious reasons. So I think for me, um, I would say that has been really beneficial for the, for, for me personally. Um, <laughs> we'll see if that's beneficial or not for the company <laughs> long-term. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, I, I would say that um, the other thing that's been beneficial for me has been more uh, just completely personal. It really has nothing to do with, well, I mean, I guess that has something to do with business, but not really anything to do with day-to-day -day business. And it's more about, um, I would say, what I feel like the Lord has invited me in to try to give to some of the other people going through Cultivate. Um, which is a bit of a turn for me rather than just looking for how I can receive and candidly, sometimes that's a struggle for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, so that's been, again, just on a completely personal level, that's been, uh, that's been good. Mm -hmm. oh, well, we've appreciated your wisdom that you have shared with other people as well. And, and we hear that a lot in, in that, um, I thought I was going in just to focus on my business, but God came in and wrecked me personally, you know, and did mm. some things in my life as well. And and that's always good. You know, sometimes we need to clean house a little bit. But you also said that um, you have been so busy doing business that you haven't necessarily focused on the business, you know, on the structure mm -hmm. and going back to grand zero. Um, we heard that in cohort one as well. It's just, you just get stuck in the weeds of the day to day. And sometimes you just need to pull back and go, okay, well, let's look at the big picture. Are there some things that we need to change? So I'm glad that mm -hmm. we've been helpful to you. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So if you had to write a motivational poster for our listeners today or leave us with a call to action, Daniel, what would you say today? Oh, man. Um, no, no kitten posters, though. It can't be a trite. No, no kitten posters. <laughs> um, I would say uh, years ago, one of my uncles, who's uh, kind of a rough around the edges kind of guy, <laughs> we like told me guys. this long. Yeah, he told me, he told me this uh this long story and it, it was just an analogy, right? But
but effectively the very long story short was, you know, you're a kid and you're in a bus school bus going somewhere, driving up a mountain and something happens to the bus driver and everybody starts freaking out. And the bus is about to go off the cliff and you're eight years old and nobody does anything because they're freaking out. And then he, I don't remember, he was very animated, but all I remember is at the end of it, he just goes, grab the damn wheel. (laughs) Right. And that's what I, that's what I think about when I think about like, as far as motivational, maybe not uh, with that kind of color in it, but the idea of like, (laughs) Hey, just step up and move forward. Right. Whatever that means today, whether you feel overwhelmed and you feel uh, heavy laden or you're super excited and ready to go sprint down the road or you're somewhere in between is just take whatever one step is that's in front of you and keep moving forward. And through time and the grind, the Lord, I think the Lord blesses that. And that blessing looks different in different seasons. It can look like financial, it can look like personal, it can look like all of those things or none of those things. But that's what I would say is just take whatever the next step forward is and grab that wheel and keep going forward with the board. Nice. I like that. Grab the wheel. Because sometimes we overcomplicate things, right? I mean, we get in our own Mm. way. And sometimes it's just take that next step or turn the wheel this direction. You know, just do the next thing that you know that that's in front of you that you need to do. So thank you. That's awesome. Uh, So listeners, thank you again so much for joining us today. We've had Daniel Morris of Plains Commercial Real Estate with us today. And Daniel's been a part of Cohort 2. And Natanya, applications are open now, right, for Cohort 3. Yes, they are. They're up. Um, Just go to our website, fill out an interest form, and we'll get that application straight to you. So we're excited to see, see who the Lord brings. That's exactly right. We love to... Dream big about what's going to happen um, in Oklahoma City. And that's what Cultivate is all about. We're all about changing culture. We want to bring uh, redemptive entrepreneurs together to see how we can work together to change the entire climate of Oklahoma City to be a place where we are known as a place where everyone flourishes. If you want more information, you can go to cultivate.city and hear more about us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Cultivate OKC podcast. We are committed to helping everyone in OKC flourish, not just the privileged, connected, or credentialed, but everyone. That is why we exist, to nurture and multiply that movement. If you're an entrepreneur of a nonprofit or a for-profit and would like to learn more about the Cultivate Venture Accelerator, Go to www.cultivate.city for more information. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode of Cultivate OKC.